I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We here at the Puckle Podcast would like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Unless you don't celebrate it. If you don't celebrate it, happy holidays, happy winter solstice, happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is. But at this time of year, I'd like to just wish you guys a season's greetings I hope that everything's going all right in your life, and I hope that your respective holiday slash celebration is going well. Let's start this show. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! And welcome to the 370th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my gracious co-host. Gracious? Is that a good... I, I don't know if that's gracious is a good uh, adjective. Yeah, I, I guess I'm gracious. Are you gracious? Uh, well, we got the stupendous scrawn. Hi, everybody. Nice to be here. And then, of course, we've got the wild Whimsicott. Wild or gracious, make up your mind. Oh man, we should do. I really want some artwork of like Whimsicott with a cowboy hat on now for the wild, <laughs> the wild Whimsicott, like Wild West Whimsicott. That would be so Ooh. fun. Like a holster. And yeah. We can like make that happen. We can talk yeah. to Basket about it. Sheriff, Sheriff Whimsicott. Whimsicott. That needs to happen. Moderating the Discord for your safety. <laughs> But welcome back to the show if you're old. Welcome if you're new. We really appreciate you guys t- stopping in to listen for this, I guess, very special episode of the Puckle Podcast because it's Christmas. So Merry Christmas to those of you celebrating. Happy Hanukkah to those of you just finished Hanukkah. And Happy Kwanzaa for those of you doing everything else. And then Happy Festivus to everybody else. You forgot Candle Nights, but this is the wrong podcast for that. What's Candle Nights? I don't know about this it's one. It's from uh, the McElroy shows. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. That's fine. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> it's fine. And then okay. we're going to be... <laughs> but today we've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got a really good topic. I was, I'm was i really excited to talk about this one. But <laughs> of course, before then, we have plenty of other things to talk about. We talk about the video game to the TCG to everything in between, whether it be Pokemon Conquest or even Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Because those are video games, but I don't know if they're the video game. It's a weird. It's a weird thing, you know? 
It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Just wait and see if they get Pokemon Bank compatibility. I really think it's going to be more like Pokemon Transporter. Mm. Which I would be fine with. That would make more sense, I think. I yeah. think you're going to get a transporter application because it's going to be in the same kind of scenario that red and blue on the virtual console were. Because yes. those you're, you're going to need to translate some random roles for different things for the Pokemon. Like, we don't have abilities, right? So, I mean, I guess you could just move them over and be like, well, it's got its hidden ability regardless of whether it's not whether or not it's there, right? And it's a nice, easy way to get Gen 1 hidden abilities. That's fine. Um, you could also go ahead and, I mean, there's, there's a couple different ways you can do it, but I don't think you should be able to transfer back and forth to Let's Go. And I don't think they think that should happen either. So I, I, I'm a big fan of it though. I'm a really big fan of the game. I think it's a fun game. I just don't know that it's, I don't know. It's definitely doing its job. It's doing its job of warming this up for Pokemon it's on the Switch. It's a game where you can hoard a bunch of Pokemon. It really is. Yeah, and then transfer <laughs> them for candy. <laughs> I mean, it's really fun if you do fun, funny stuff. Like, whenever a customer comes into GameStop, I'm just like, recommend to them, just get a team full of Mr. Mime and walk around with them all the time. And you'll just feel happy inside. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if happy is the right word for that. <laughs> Well, maybe we're different people. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good... Uh, I, I, it's all right. It, it's been something for the community. I don't know if it's good or bad yet. We'll find out. I think a lot of people, though, especially content creators, are treating it like a game that's more of a... Uh, what's what's the word I want to use? They're treating it more as a placeholder than an actual game. Because if you look at things like... Uh, I, I think the big place that you see this, in my opinion, is when you look at draft leagues. Draft leagues are really big on YouTube in terms of content. A drive started like one and it plays in like 15 others, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. then there's plenty of other players that will go and play in these draft leagues. And I know one of the things that A drives is doing specifically is they're doing like a let's go draft league, which is sounds absolutely ridiculous. But it's like eight players max or something. Yeah, I mean, you have to do eight players max because I don't know if there's eight eighty viable Pokemon in Draft League in uh, in, <laughs> in in red and blue. I think there's like thirty. I think it's like thirty Pokemon in that meta. I'm going stall with Metapod. <laughs> oh gosh, I think one of the problem that content creators have on YouTube right now is that they're coming off the tales of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which was the same game as Sun and Moon. So they've been doing the same thing for like three years now. Yeah. And, eh. Well, honestly, if we're talking about content creation in general, we could have a whole episode about how it's basically plagued, in my opinion, with certain individuals. Like, we- dominating. I don't know. I don't know that I want to say any of that stuff publicly. Yeah, I don't want to either. (laughs) That's why I'm being very hesitant. I don't know that I would want to do an episode where I give my public opinions on some content creators that are out there. So, like, I I definitely don't want to do that. But I, because I mean, I do have I have very favorable opinions of some, and I have very non favorable opinions of others. And I I don't think I want to like put that out in the open in terms of YouTubers. Mm Uh, just because that, I mean, that's just not good press. And, but I mean, there's some content creation styles. I understand them like coming off of sun and moon for the past two and a half years and being like, oh man, I want to do something different. And that's all fine. I mean, not even two and a half years. It's been two years. Sun Sun and Moon only yeah, it only came out in 2016. They can deal. We had gen six forever. We were stuck in Oras for two years. Okay. We were stuck there. I just want to remind everybody we were stuck in Oras. 
Just think about how long it has felt that I thought it was three years. We need something new. And the new thing we got is like a game that is half of a Pokemon main series game. And it's Kanto, which we've been to a billion times before. I would agree with that. Honestly, about this upcoming, the upcoming games, my fear about the future of Pokemon has never been more palpable. Um, I guess some of the redeeming qualities are that I love at the state where the TCG is right now, and I love what Pokemon Go's has been doing. I don't think you should but, be too worried as Pokemon as a franchise, only because yeah. if you actually, because I don't know, I don't think you've actually played Let's Go yet. And uh, well, I played with my brother for a bit. Okay, I so like, there's a, a there's hours. a few things in there if you if you really really pay attention that just kind of show where this game was kind of rushed out. And it was definitely there to fill a plug. I'm not saying that the game doesn't have redeeming qualities. I mean, it's still one, a Pokemon game. And two, it's got its other stuff going on. But uh, there's definitely places where it was rushed out. And I mean, I, I could keep beating that dead horse and just say, like, it, it was all right. It wasn't great. Um, I'm not I'm not saying this was, like, best Pokemon game of all time. I know that the community thinks that every new Pokemon game that comes out is probably the best Pokemon game of all time. And that's the way Twitter will make you believe it. But I'm not sure that... <laughs> This is going to have the longevity that a that a typical Pokemon title will have, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's, I think it's really good for kids and stuff. It's good to recommend to like you know parents and stuff. Oh, absolutely stuff for their kids, and it's a great way to get new people into the game. And like one of the like I, I think I've mentioned it already in this podcast. I'm working at a place where you have to sell stuff to people and one of the selling points i do about pokemon is like there are studies that if kids grow up playing pokemon they end up being smarter than the other kids so i just tell that to the parents and they're like oh i want pokemon now (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's probably somewhat true is that a real study or did you just make that up no that's totally a thing and also like i i mean i didn't like cite the evidence because i'm not gonna google stuff you know, right in front of that people, sounds like, like a I fun totally episode. Read something about that. Yeah, <laughs> we should do that as an episode coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like right. a fun episode. Let's talk about how Pokemon makes your kids smarter. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, regardless, I'm still forcing my kids to play because of all the scholarship money that they can accumulate. Mm-hmm. Like there is a um, kid that when I used to go to league, he played he was he was 16 and he'd been playing com- like Pokemon TCG since he was like five or six and he'd been going to the tournaments. And so this kid is just like, he's kind of the definition of like spoiled. Mm. And, and he would just like, he told us that as long as he kept a GPA of 2.5, his dad would buy him a case, a case, mind you, of the new Pokemon set. Right. 2.5. Yes. What? Uh, Yes. Oh gosh. (laughs) Yes, 2.5. So for those of you who are not in the United States, 2.5 is like nothing. Like it's like, it's like, it's I think it's, it's like a mid C, not even like a C plus. That's like a mid C. And he, and so we're, I'm sitting there talking to him and we're just like, so how much scholarship money have you like accumulated over the years going to these tournaments and stuff? And because no kids play in juniors or anything, juniors or seniors, barely at all, he's got like a hundred thousand dollars in scholarship money. Bruh. Oh, wow. Yeah, this kid. Uh, 
So my kid's going to go play competitive Pokemon. <laughs> go play the most broken Masters decks and just yeah, the money. Absolutely. I'll pay $500 for a deck if it turns into $100,000 in scholarship money. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. That that sounds... Wow. And if I know you thought you'd make your kid like their own YouTube channel and stuff so that they could get an early start. <laughs> it, my my life's a little bit different in terms of content creation. Like I'm very aware they're they're charismatic people and they're non charismatic people. Because if you look at me versus my brother, we're two completely different people. And he's not charismatic at all. Because I originally asked him like back when like in the early days of Puckle, I'm like, hey, would you want to be involved in this and like work on it? And he said no. And honestly, after you like he grew up a little bit, you could be like, yeah, that was a wise choice not to involve him. Uh, unless he would, like, was trying to actively build that skill. Like, if you're trying to actively build a skill, this is a great way to build a charisma, like a charisma database, so you can, you know, get the plus three modifier. Yeah, and cast a sorcerer <laughs> spell. Exactly. That's going to be the nerdiest thing we say all episode. <laughs> so, on that note... I feel gonna... challenged now. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we're going to kick it on over to the news, guys, so let's cue that epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things to talk about. Lots of Pokemon Go, so let's just knock these out. So, first of all, Heatran is your new level 5 raid boss. You can go beat up on a Heatran with about seven other people and maybe catch it. Maybe. You can do it with four or five. Can you? Okay. Yeah, that's what I've done. That's good. That's better than Regirock. A lot of people have been really frustrated because um, it's apparently really hard to catch. Really? What makes like, it harder to catch? To the other ones. I don't know if there's any factual basis about that. It's just anecdotal evidence, but apparently it's hard to catch. I so go try a lot, I guess. <laughs> I could imagine it's more because people don't have the steel type metal for like the catch rate. Because I know that one mm, until very recently, even I didn't have. That would explain have, it. Because I, yeah. I, I was only missing three of them up until like a few weeks ago, and now I'm missing two. Yeah. Because I'm... When all I'm, the Magnemites were everywhere. Yeah, when such. all the Magnemites were everywhere, I finally hit it. But a lot of people, if they're not playing super regularly, they might not have that yet. I mean, you probably have fire type now at this point, because it's been two and a half years. You probably caught 200 fire types. But right. you might not have caught 200 steel types because they weren't super common until somewhat recently. And even now, you kind of can push it forward with the Meltan box, but that's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I can yeah. imagine that being part of it. But that's that's just me. Maybe maybe if you think about something like in terms of like Rayquaza and like the Lotties where you have a dragon type as well, because those are probably going to be comparatively difficult to catch as well, because I still don't have my dragon type metal. And I don't have my mm-hmm. I don't have my dragon type metal, and I still don't have my fighting type metal because fighting types are yeah, I, I, somewhat sparse. I need fighting and dragon too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I need a few, but it's not like I rush to catch every Pokemon of oh, that yeah. type. Absolutely, just because I don't have a meta. Also, because I I want to still have something to play for, you know. Oh, absolutely! Like no, it, it's like the reason that I'm not rushing in terms of experience because I know. As soon as there's no experience left for me to gain, I'm just not gonna care. Like I, I like I once I hit level forty, it's gonna be like meh. Uh huh. 
Yeah, I got some news that I don't think Cerebi has announced yet. Oh, what is that? Apparently, uh, the newest shiny that is confirmed to now be in the U.S. It was originally just released in Japan. The newest oh, shiny Sandshrew? in the game is Sandshrew. Yeah, that is on Cerebi. It is on Cerebi. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's that too is good. <laughs> Uh, also, the holiday event is going on right now in uh, Pokemon Go. I believe uh, Ch- Chingling, Munchlax, and Mantike are all now in 7K eggs, so you can go get your Chingling. I still don't have Chimeco, so I kind of want Chingling. Uh, you can also get a shiny Azuril in your eggs as well. So make sure to ch- yep. And Delibird, too, because it's Christmas. So we have, we brought back Delibird. Everybody's favorite, mm-hmm. Delibird. Snover's out, Krogunk's out, Scorpy's out. A bunch of fun stuff's out. It's great. Have fun. Go catch them. Got to catch them all, mm-hmm. kids. Uh, catch them all. And that that and next community day was announced as well. It's going to be Totodile to everybody's non surprise. Your and, favorite Pokemon, fa- favorite. Let's put let's put some quotes. <laughs> <laughs> let's put some quotes it's around your that. Favorite. And, Stop joshing with me, <laughs> joshing. And so, <laughs> of course, it's going to be happening on January thirteenth from twelve p.m. to three p.m. Je- uh, Japan time. I don't know what Japan standard time. That's what it is. Yeah. And then, of course, in the United States, it's always going to be that 2 to 5 Eastern, 11 to 2 uh, Pacific, and then you fill in the rest. If you live in Mountain Time, I'm sorry. If you live in Central Time, you can figure it out for yourself. (laughs) That's the real answer. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are getting a patch because apparently Mew is not registered in anybody's Pokedex and nobody noticed until they announced this patch. We're all really confused, uh, and now Whimsicott's actually hurt on the inside. Yeah, I didn't notice that the Pokedex didn't register my Mew, but now that they've told me, I'm going to notice exactly. forever, and I'm going to be upset about it. Yep, well, be upset. I mean, if there's a patch, then it solves the problem, right? The patch is going to make it so that when you get a Pokemon from the mystery gift, it's going to register in your Pokedex. I don't know that it's retroactive. What an oversight, by the way. Yet another oversight by the Let's Go peoples. So we're just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that there. Lots of oversights, okay? Looking at you, high res p- pixel art, and then non high res pixel art and shadows. And shadow, the shadows are like six pixels by six pixels, I think. And yeah, it's a good time. Uh, so if you participated in the international challenge last November, you can go pick up a, your shiny Tapu Lele right now. This is the first time shiny Tapu Lele has been released in, I think non-Japan and you can go pick one up yeah. at level 60 with Nature's Madness Extrasensory Flatter and Moonblast holds a Psychic Seed because it just needs that much it's it's that OP and you can go you can go grab that and you can redeem that until January 30th they're also doing this uh, special berry gift giveaway right now that was announced in Japan about a few weeks ago and so right I think it's the only way you can get the Enigma Berry the Cutsap Berry the Jacoba Berry the Roap Berry in uh in ultra sun and ultra moon right now and sun and moon i'm not entirely sure don't quote me on that but these are like right now you mean in 2019 yes in 2019 that's what i meant because that's when it starts i mean it's around the corner bring back bastiodon (laughs) bring back bastiodon make bastiodon good let's do it all right so I think that's I think that's most of if not all of the Pokemon news that has happened. Oh wait, no, actually they did announce recently, and you guys probably talked about this last week while I was gone. Uh, but they did talk about finally announcing the 2019 movie, which is going to be a remake of Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. Yeah, I don't know if you guys Pokemon heard about this. Stri- we did. 
Okay, it's well, exciting. I want to talk about strikes it. Back Evolution. I want to talk about it. It's good. Uh, I'm okay with this. I like. I'm. I'm so okay with the Pokemon movies not being like generic garbage movies. What is Mewtwo striking back about? Have you not seen Pokemon the like first movie? Him? It's just been a while. Yeah. No. Uh, like, it, why is it called Mewtwo Strikes Back? If you know he didn't do anything. Because its very existence is a strike to his pride and his sense of self. Kind of. Yeah. Like That's a, actually a pretty good a summary. No. Oh, uh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. There, there was sense. never, there was I never see. Mewtwo a new hope. That never happened. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and then three prequels. And there was never Mewtwo. Giovanni's creation. <laughs> there was a Mewtwo Returns, though, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> there was a Mewtwo Returns. That's actually, Mewtwo Returns is probably one of my favorite things that ever existed in the Pokemon franchise. Just throwing that out there. Like, I need a yeah, DVD Mew- of it. Honestly, Mewtwo is one of the most complicated things to try to, you know, explain in the Pokemon universe because you get to the Genesect movie where you've got all the Mega Mewtwo's and like, where'd they come from? And then you get the Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. And it's like, why are these Mewtwo's in Ultra Space? Oh, you just have to stop. Nah, nah, you have nah, to nah. stop with the Mewtwo thing in like at all. Like you can't you can't talk about Mewtwo whatsoever in the anime context. Anime <laughs> logic just doesn't make sense anymore because it's all about selling Did toys. Did it ever? Yes, slightly. Until like until the end of season five, everything was going pretty good. Okay? Everything was I'll going trust pretty wood. You on it. Good. And then he went to Hoenn, and then everything was just like, what's happening? Where's Misty? And everybody got really confused. And then in season eight the voice actors changed and it's all downhill from there. <laughs> we need a new Ash. <laughs> I, I vote we call him Bash. <laughs> All right, so I want to switch gears, though, to Puckle News because it is the end of the year, and we do have a lot of things planned for 2019. We have talked about the UUTC, which signups are still open for, and you have until the... I think the signups go until the 7th, but if you sign up yeah, before, if you sign up by the 25th, by the end of the 25th, you will be counted in the number of people that helps us figure out what our prizing budget is. So the more people that sign up by the 25th, the larger our prizing budget and we're going to go ahead and yeah, get the so, pricing figured out by next weekend, and we'll announce it on the next show. But just throwing that out there, if you want to go sign up for the UTC, our annual OU tournament, you can do that. And I want to throw this out there. Uh, if you guys want to go ahead and have a little, or if you need a little bit more motivation to sign up for the UTC, we are, I'm an officially announcing, I, what are we calling it? Whimsicott probably knows what it's actually called, but we're calling it the, the league. Is, yeah, the Puckle League. That's what we're going to call it. Um, sure. We, we'll come up with a snazzier name, but we're doing a circuit this year where for every Dash, tournament, yes, I think, go ahead. I think it's just called the Pokemon Underground Champions League. Okay. It, it's not <laughs> the Puckle. Pokemon Underground Champions League. 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 Yeah. <laughs> the yes. league. We're finally, we're finally, I, after 11 years, we're finally a league. And, <laughs> and what we're doing here is you actually get points for participating in each of these tournaments. Whether it be the UUTC, PFFT, um, these are all acronyms that I'm sure a new listener doesn't understand. Uh, Summer League, and then also a fall tournament. And then what's going to happen is we're going to take the top 16 point leaders, and we're going to throw them in a tournament at the end of the year. Probably for a much larger prize, which we have yet to be determined. Uh, I'm hoping for something really big, so definitely keep an eye out for that. But we're gonna do a we're gonna do a large prize for that. And so all you can all you have to do is just jump in there. There should be full details on the website 
or in a Google Doc by the time this show is out. So definitely check that out. Um, on top of if that, if you compete in every tournament, then you pretty much have a good chance of being in the exactly. top sixteen. Exactly. So definitely try to get into those. And also, if you win something like the UTC, you get an automatic entry ticket in. So definitely keep that in mind. But if you want to also earn, if you want to earn even more points, we're going to start doing a biweekly battle clinic, uh, Puckle Battle Clinic, which means we're just going to essentially throw together a showdown uh, uh, Swiss tournament on Friday or Saturday nights every once in a while. We're, I think, um, what's his name? Our Sigma has made up a calendar. And that'll be posted as well. And if you show up to these, you have a chance to earn something like 20 points or something like that to help you increase your point totals throughout the year. So definitely consider jumping in that. The first one is going to be January 4th, and it's going to be an OU Swiss format just to kind of get you warmed up for the UTC and play with play around with some sets if you're still considering what sets to run. Is this a complicated way of uh, telling people to go to play showdown with Dr. Shamu so he can make fun of you? No. But this is okay. a this is a this is a complicated way of saying, hey, come to our Discord server, hang out and play in some tournaments and have some fun with right. us. So definitely do that. But that is where we're gonna cut it off and we're gonna switch gears over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're gonna quiz your co host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. They got to use what's in their noggin, so no computers, guys. It's all your heads and nothing else. So these guys are playing for twenty dollars in PokemonCenter.com slash T Public credit, depending on their things, because Basket makes life complicated. I propose that from now on, those twenty dollar credits is going to be a basket of Pokemon goodies. A basket like of basket Pokemon. Is, ah, is I like, like that. A unit. There we go. Basket of Pokemon goodies. I still haven't received my commemorative fruit basket. (laughs) But all right. Uh, That means these guys are going to be giving five questions today about Pokemon. They are going to get one point per question. However, one of these questions will have a bonus point attached to it. And they have a hint that they can use throughout this entire series of questions to help them further get the uh, get help but if they don't use it and they get all the questions correct they can cash it in for another point for a possible maximum total of seven however six points are possible i should make that clear so that everybody understands six points are possible so we are going to go ahead and jump right into it if you guys are ready it doesn't matter what anybody gets because as long as whimsicott gets one of them right today she wins the whole shebang and scrong you get carryover you get rollover points (laughs) how many points do we need one one she's at 29 i'm sorry that it's a race to thirty. Anticlimactic. So, okay, I'll help you get that one point. You help you, me get all seven. Okay, or you can, <laughs> or you can sabotage her and come back in a couple of weeks. So, <laughs> uh, no, Thatch, the answer is Diglett to everything. Don't listen to her. <laughs> and Diglett's no. correct. Uh, all right, all the right. loudest voice is always the correct one. All right, so we are gonna go ahead and we are going to uh, we're gonna go ahead and ask you the first question. The first question this week is. What attack has a damage range of 0.5 to 1.5 the user's level? Is it Psy Wave? Oh, it's Psy Wave. Yeah, it totally is. That's the only... uh, It fluctuates depending on damage, and it depends on the level of the user. Yeah, because, like, uh, 
Attacks like Dragon Rage, Sonic Boom, and Seismic Toss have fixed amount of damages. Well, Seismic Toss has a fixed amount of damage based on user's level, along with Nightshade. But Dragon Rage and Sonic Boom do 40 and 20 damage, respectively. But Psywave can fluctuate depending on the level in a range. So, yeah. Is that your final answer? Yes. Yes. Psywave is correct. So that's one point. Yeet. Congratulations, Lindsay You crossed the finish line. Yay, All right. Justin, now let's just birthday. do the rest. Yeah, it is your birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to you, because it is tomorrow. Oh, ha- happy yeah, birthday. Tomorrow. Cool. It's, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow as, as of recording. So we're going to go. Which means it's yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> it's yesterday. <laughs> oh, gosh. Time travel is confusing. All right. Question number two. So Chingling is now out in Pokemon Go. But in the video game, what item allows you to hatch Chingling from an egg? It's an incense. Is it the mm, the mm, is it the lock incense? I don't know. The lock? Yeah, the uh, lock incense. I I don't know this I'm one. I'm pretty sure it's odd incense. It might very well be. Yeah, because um, lax incense was Wabafit to why not? Wave incense to Azrael. Mm-hmm. No, lax incense is a uh, Munchlax. So yes. What would, what was Wobbuffet to why not again, or was that just natural, that it would become a why why not? I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never used these. Yeah, because I think you have to use. I think it is the odd incense for that. Oh my goodness. I'm fine with oh, that answer. My goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, is I know that- you are. You just won. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just because I don't know any better. Yeah, let's go with odd incense. I don't have a better guess. That is unfortunately incorrect. It is the pure incense. The odd incense is the one that allows you to hatch Mime Jr. Oh, I'm sure these are all very memorable, so you should know this. (laughs) No sarcasm whatsoever. Um, Uh, Okay. (laughs) All right. So you're still at one. You're one for two right now. So this next question is. Uh, one that I wrote up very quickly before we started this segment, so hopefully you guys can get the answer. What Pokemon, along with Electivire, Magmortar, and Tangrowth, are the only gener- is the only Generation 4 Pokemon that is explicitly requires the use of a Generation 3 game in order to be available until the- before the release of Pokemon Platinum? Oh, that's, re- that's cool. I didn't think we'd have that question. I know, like, the... The Meteor Pokemon, Lunatone, and Solrock were available only that way. Because you'd what you do is you'd have an old version DS, you plug the game in in the bottom, and whenever you had that game cartridge in while Diamond or Pearl is in, you can find certain Pokemon like Magby, Alakid, and Tangela. What's the other one? Maybe it's Swinub? Because I, I think you can find Swinub near Snowpoint City. I thought you could. Hmm, I think you can. I think you can, yes. Um, so we're looking at... Is is the question... Porygon? Porygon, Is the question that it requires a Gen 3 game in the slot, or that it requires a Gen 3 game at all? Both? Both? I'll say both, because regardless of whatever you said is true, it needs a Gen 3 game entirely, regardless of whatever Uh, way you think about it. You know what might be Gallade? But I'll give you I'll give you the I'll give you the double slot no. things required regardless. I'll give you the double slot. 
It needs to be put in the slot. Oh, gosh. I mean, it might be Gallade, but I've only played Platinum. And I remember yeah, Ralts I know you is can in find the wild Platinum there sure. in Platinum. I just don't know if it used to be that way. So because I was, thinking, well be. I was thinking huh. Probopass. But oh, yeah? that's... Mm, yes. Oh, you could find those in the nose pass. Diamond and Pearl. Okay, so it's probably Gallade. You're probably right that Ralts was only available in Platinum, and that's the difference. Mm, trying to think of those special evolution items. I'm gonna need an answer. I know you gonna. Uh, let's see. Do you want to use the hint? Yeah, let's use the hint on this one. Ooh, okay, so it's not Rolts. <laughs> um, oh fair? my goodness! Ash had one of these. <laughs> Ash had one of these. Oh, it could be uh, Frostlass. Maybe no, because he had a Glalie. So oh. That's not right. <laughs> Ash had um, one of these. Uh, what Gen Four Pokemon did Ash have? I don't. I kind of. I don't off. know. Oh, I didn't watch Ambi the anime. Palm. It's Ambi Palm. Oh yes, I think probably. probably. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> Ambi Palm <laughs> is Ambi Palm your final answer? Wait, maybe it's Gliscor. Oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those two, probably. I don't know for sure. Oh, I can't remember being able to find. Um, Gligar in the wild, though, so I'm gonna go with Gliscor on this one, I think. I'm gonna trust you, I I never did any of these, and I, I don't know anything about Gen 4, really. Uh, yeah, let's just go with it, Gliscor. Gliscor is correct! Yeah! Because you had to use the dual slot with Emerald version to be able to catch Gligar in Diamond and Pearl. That dual slot thing was such a cool th- way to do it, by the way. Yeah, I love that. It really was. I wish we had something more yeah. like that, but we don't have dual slots anymore. I guess you could do it if there's, like, save data on your Switch or something. Like, you have Let's Go save data. Maybe we can get, like, a special Pokemon in the Like Jenny in Smash. Game. Yeah, like in Smash where That's we get the Spirits. That's a really weird game to have to insert for it, though, because Gligar was only available in the Safari Zone in yeah. the world. Well, Emerald didn't really offer anything different than Ruby and Sapphire did. And so I think they were just like, oh, here's the different thing. Ha ha. I mean, I guess Smeargle and Sudowoodo. Mm-hmm. All Here. right. But okay. next question, because you guys are sitting there at two for three. This next question is your bonus point question. And I hope you know your manga. So name two two other Pokemon that the character Yellow in the manga has other than Pikachu. Dodrio? And um or yeah, is it a Doduo? I think it's Doduo. Well, Do-duo. whatever. Doduo is for sure. I don't remember if that one evolved. Okay. It should um, count if he ever had it. She uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Doduo and um like give me a moment. I I don't know. Uh, red had a Snorlax. Uh, um, yellow had. Leffery. A- no. It's trying to think of generic Pokemon they'd put in a manga. She had a ton of Pokemon that she thought were cute, and she didn't want them to evolve. Doduo for sure. Okay. I'm drawing a blank on everything else. She thought was cute. So, like, if it's yellow, wouldn't they have the starters? Like Bulbasaur or Squirtle? No, because she has uh, Ash's uh, red Pikachu. Because what she's from Pokemon Yellow, you know? Jigglypuff, maybe? If that's a cute Pokemon. No, blue had a Jigglypuff. And by blue, I mean green. 
Oh, that's really, really confusing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was meant to be. Blue's the girl. But she's called Green in uh, the American version, and she has a Jigglypuff in the manga. Okay. Just rattle off some Gen 1 Pokemon. Uh, she didn't have Jinx? a psychic type. <laughs> she didn't oh. have a fighting type that I remember. Diglett? Nope. Um, she probably Dynamite? had... Uh, no. Okay. Oh, gosh. Like, she has a Rattata, I'm pretty sure. All right. I'm cool with the answer, Doduo and Rattata. Okay, let's go with those. Doduo and Rattata are correct. Uh, they, all, they all end up evolving. Both of them end up evolving. But the, she also has a golem that she received from Brock as a graveler, a uh, Cedra that she received as a horsey from Misty. She also has a Butterfree and also an Omastar. So, hmm. bum, bum, bum. There you guys go. You guys did get Omastar two points there, though. Omastar is so cute. <laughs> well, she never wanted to evolve any of them, and then right at the last battle, she didn't have a chance to like hit the B button, essentially. And oh, so yeah, because all... she lost the Pokedex. Yeah, she and gave so it they back all... to Red. Yeah, and so they all evolved. Like, all at once. Yeah, it was, It's a really good right. moment in the manga. So, there you guys that's... go. That is four points today. We're going to move on to question number five. Hopefully, you can pick up a fifth point. Our fifth question, as always, is a base stat question. And I want to know, what psychic type, or not psychic type, what dark type Pokemon has the highest base special attack? Coupon well, bound? comes to mind. Uh, maybe, oh, it's a... Uh, Isn't Hoopa. it Hoopon bound? Yeah, Hoopa, right? I think I mean, so. I mean, are there any mega dark types or other, I mean, dark right? There's legendary dark. I think Hoopon Bound is a bit crazier than that. Yeah, Hoopa's pretty bonkers. Is Hoopa your final answer? Gonna... Yeah, Hoopa. That yeah, is Hoopa. correct. It is Hoopa Unbound. Heat. Hoopa Unbound has a base of 170. I also did the Freudian slip where I asked for the highest psychic type when I meant dark type, and it's a psychic dark type. So there you guys go. Hoopa Unbound. Oh, that gives you guys... I didn't even notice that. That guy. That I gives didn't you guys... think of that either. Wow. <laughs> Um, so that gives you guys five points today. It doesn't really matter because Whimsicott crossed the finish line. However, Scrawn, you get the rollover. So you get all Yay! five points. <laughs> and you get all five points. I'm so, in the lead now. So right now, Scrawn's in the lead. Whimsicott wins the basket of Pokemon gifts. And we're going to go ahead and kick it on over, though, guys, after this segment to the topic. Hey there, Puckalonians. It's Professor Snag. Thanks for listening to the Puckle Podcast. If you want more Puckly goodness, there are several ways you can do that. If you want to chat with hosts and other community members, join our Discord server. There's always someone there to talk about anything Pokemon. Make sure you follow and like us on all of our social media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. Come watch us on Twitch at the Puckle Podcast and get in on the action where Joshiro plays the TCG online and Thatch does viewer battles. If you are able, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you get exclusive gifts, such as Puckle TCG cards and access to bonus content. Or just go to our Public store and buy a t-shirt. All funds go right into the podcast and make the community better for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our new channel, Puckle Plus, where you can find me hosting Game Corner each month, Jushiro hosts the TCG cast, and lots of extra content including Movie Club, Battlecast, and the Puckle Live Shows. Thanks for listening, and as always, help control the breedject population. Get your ditto spayed and neutered.
And welcome to the topic. The topic today is going to be Pokemon spin-off game speculation. This is mostly because Nintendo is like, hey, by the way, all of our Pokemon spin-off titles, yeah, those franchises that we had that we built up over the years, they're all dead now. Or at least seem to be. Right? So we there's there's gotta be something that's coming up, right? What's what else is gonna I be bet there? You more than anything, they eventually bring back Oh wait, no. The DS is dying. They're not gonna bring back Pokemon Ranger. That's literally dead. Yeah, Pokemon Ranger's not they coming back. They could have, back. like, a Pokemon Conquest, I guess. But, like, even that's not really popular. I guess, like, the genre they love merging with is, like, Dynasty Warriors. So we could have, like, Pokemon Warriors <laughs> or something. I I just see... I'm just imagining, like, a Sceptile, like, you know, cutting its way through armies of Bidoof or something. God. <laughs> oh, gosh. The Doofs are coming. I honestly think now that Fire Emblem is actually very popular in the West, they could go for a Fire Emblem crossover because nobody in the West had played Nobunaga's Ambition. So, nobody. yeah, it's just some random people with Pokemon. But if you have, like, Lucina and Marth with Pokemon, everyone is going to want to get on top of that. Oh, man. Lucina and Marth with Pokemon? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I, I, we, were, we were discussing this earlier in a chat and my thought was more like, oh, the Pokemon are the characters, kind of like in Pokemon Conquest, you move the Pokemon around the maps. But I mean, if we're doing like tag team TCG stuff with Lucina and Marth, with like Pikachu and Jigglypuff, I'm down. I'm there 1000%. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you make it like PTU, where you have a team and the support unit can be the human or the Pokemon oh, man, tag team. You know how great it would be if Nintendo somehow came up with like their like a better tabletop version of Pokemon, you know, like that would be mm. great if they came up with a way to do that really well, and they merged Fire Emblem and Pokemon in such a way because Fire Emblem is pretty much D and D, right, in terms of battle mechanics, essentially. And yeah, and so I I would totally love for them to do that and just make a better tabletop format. PTU's okay. I I I think Pokemon Tabletop United. Is an excellent format. Uh, well, I I'm not gonna say excellent. Excellent's a really strong word <laughs> for something so complicated. Yes, I think you're excellent, Thatch. I think it is a usable format, <laughs> and it, it's okay, and it's the best thing we've got right now. But if Nintendo came up with like something like that, where you could integrate Pokemon in into a much better way, I I it would just make me lose my mind. I think it would be fantastic. There is a guy on now defunct Tumblr. I, I'm sure he can find him somewhere else. He's doing um, statistics for every Generation 1 Pokemon as they would fit as monsters in 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. So I've heard about that before, and I don't know if I like that. Because then there's not like a trainer class, really, right? They're doing like the Pokemon as if they were monsters, and that's fine. That's a cool little side project. But I don't know, like, the only kind of story I can see doing very easily then uh, is like, oh, we're in a Dungeons & Dragons universe where there are Pokemon. You know what I mean? It's like a Dungeons & Dragons plus Pokemon. You would all have to play evokers to, yeah. you know, summoners, That's... whatever the English word is. Yeah, and I don't really like that. I, I really, it needs its own kind of play, play set, which I understand is where PTU comes in. Granted, like like I've mentioned, PTU is not the easiest format to bring a tabletop game in. It is actually pretty awful. Like 
if you're a first time tabletop player as well, PTU is not where you want to start. Like whatsoever. Oh no, it's it has way too many rules and factors and numbers and special cases. It's it's the way Pokemon so itself is designed is that it's a single player sort of situation. So trying to have gym battles with you know like oh yeah four other people is a mess. So what you end up having to do are like raid battles against the gym leader mm-hmm. where you bring your friends along and you try to take out a boss. But that, then that's just a series of boss fights, and then like you try to get trainer battles integrated too and it's like who gets the experience and are all the trainers just out leveling you what's going on yep so the really the only way to compensate for this is just to have hordes of geodude attack you and then yep you know, you i'm aware farm i'm aware <laughs> <laughs> i'm aware there you go that's uh we, we shouldn't keep harping on like a ptu or mm. like a tabletop I, I know like the three of us right. are probably good people to talk about it but we should definitely Segway have snag of on the conversation uh, what back... about instead of animal crossing pokemon crossing i okay so i don't really like them doing <laughs> I, I think they need to go back to like a more original style like pokemon ranger was an original game that was a po- it wasn't based on anything else that came before it. It was saying that Pokemon's like, oh hey, here's a spinoff game, go play it, right? And mm. they had fun. Mystery Dungeon, I I would say is like seventy five percent Pokemon and then like twenty five percent Mystery Dungeon because they they took a lot of Pokemon aspects into that and they made it kind of its own thing. Granted, we're probably never going to see it again because people hate the capture mechanics, myself included, and it just doesn't fit the Pokemon capture mechanic system in general. Because I was ingrained since the 1990s to catch them all. And if you're telling me I can't catch them all controllably, this is not how you should play Pokemon. You can technically recruit Kecleon. Yeah, technically. It's possible. Technically. (laughs) It's like a 0.01% chance in the best conditions. Yeah, that's why I was just like, that's why it's kind of the same gripe I have with Let's Go. Because there's not really a good way to control how you catch a Pokemon in Let's Go. Other than, hey, feed feed him this berry that I can't really farm and go do a thing, right? Do we really want to go down this route? Like no. my first ever full odd shiny that ran away? Goodbye, Jigglypuff. Yeah, I don't want to... I don't really want to... I Yeah, I don't really want to get too much on that. But yeah, no, like... It, I think that's something for me that if we're going to have a spinoff game, you need to still make Pokemon obtainably and controllably. Now, granted, I don't think there's been a spinoff game where it's like you can catch them all and that's fine. But as long as the ones that I can catch are reliably catchable and it's just like uh, it's just a slog. I'm okay with it being a slog. You know, I don't care if I press the button to throw 50 ultra balls at something. That's fine. That's my Pokemon experience. That's the way I like my Pokemon. Right. I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not gonna, gonna talk. Lie. Uh, Pokey Park was really fun, in my opinion, when I was you know 12 years old. Pokey Park is an interesting case. I think that they could have done it better. Now, what a way you could make it better is you could turn it into kind of like a Mario Party experience, and you could totally just be like, "Oh, hey, here's Pokemon Party," and then you have a bunch of Pokemon themed mini games, and then we essentially get Pokemon Stadium again, but just the good part. Mm-hmm. And I'd be okay with that. Like anything that's just like, hey, here's some Pokemon themed mini games. I'd be down for that. I would I would spend the twelve dollars on the eShop to buy that. Though I think they're rebranding the mm-hmm. eShop now. I think it's gonna be called like the Nintendo store or something like that. I forget what it is. They're rebranding it. <laughs> or Cabela's Pokemon Hunt twenty nineteen. <laughs> 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 
God. Uh, a Stantler has appeared. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, God. <laughs> that took a dark turn. Okay. That I'm was so terrible. So, yeah. I'm so sorry. You know what I'm thinking, though? Now that you brought it up. Go for it, Whimsy God. I think... There's a problem with your, if you're going to make Pokemon available, you have to let them, let me catch them all. Because I think one of the reasons <laughs> these spin-off games might have fallen off the charts is that there's now so many Pokemon that catching them all, quote-unquote, with a mechanic that's not the main game mechanic... It's almost impossible. Like, imagine a Fire Emblem with 807 possible characters. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying you, gotta you catch them all. and that. Gotta catch them all, for me, doesn't mean gotta include them all, if that makes sense, right? Exactly. I, but at this point, there are so many that even if you want to include a reasonable amount of them that's gonna make most people satisfied, that's still way too many. I think we did... I think they did a good job in... Pokemon Conquest. Like the 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 amount of Pokemon that existed versus the amount of Pokemon that were included, I think were do- was done very well. Right? Yes, but and now there's like 300 more. There aren't. There's only since Pokemon Conquest, there's only oh, 160 like 150 more. more. 150, 150 more. more. So yes. it's not that many more. Uh in the grand scheme of things, you've gone from I think what was it maxed out at like 649 to now 807. That's where we. That's, we you're right. You're right. Percentage wise, if you want to, I, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but even when we say it was half, they add seventy five in, but that's seventy five in quotes because that seventy five would include evolution lines and stuff like that. Like they would, that would all be absorbed in there. So it, it gets far yeah. lower at that point. And on top of that, I, I'm okay with spinoff games not letting me catch things like legendary Pokemon. I'm really okay with that. Oh, I'm perfectly fine with that. I guess my fear in this is that it's just going to be the Kanto show forever. Oh, yeah, no. Don't, I, I agree with you there. I mean, you could see something like... So, Nintendo's strategy has been really weird lately in terms of these spin-off games. I know they were really trying to push into the mobile market. Like, first of all, we got Pokemon Go. Fantastic game. I, I think that's going to be probably the hallmark of, Nintendo spin, of Pokemon spin-off games for the rest of time. But I think something like Pokemon Quest, that they were just like, hey, let's push something else out. Pokemon Quest besides like the adorably cute art, I think was a flop. And I think a lot of people would agree with me. It was just a flop in a space where, especially if they wanted to be a mobile game compared to other mobile games, they just didn't do a good job. I know they were talking about doing a rumble game. Wasn't, wasn't there rumors of a rumble game coming out soon? And that just I never happened. These. I thought there was a Pokemon rumble game coming, but I, I don't know. I think they dropped it because nobody wants to play Pokemon rumble. <laughs> What I think they could do really well is sort of um, Pokemon Town Building Simulator. Like yeah. what the Simpsons did, that was a really popular sort of mobile app. You build like a Pokemon Town. You could have like berry fields or, you know, Pokeball factories Ooh. or, you know, little, you know, ranches for specific Pokemon mm-hmm. or different habitats. And then you like make friends with other people because, say, you have a limited amount of space in your town. You can't do everything. So you make friends with other towns and you like you interact with them in a certain way. It's like, you know, I obviously don't know how it would fully integrate, but it's an idea that I think could go over very well for them. I like that. Mm. I I think I think if they did more world building for a lot of these, it would be okay. World building in the world of Pokemon is kind of what we're all about. Yeah. Imagine even just a 
you could even do something bigger, like an ecosystem simulator of sorts. <laughs> they kind of had that. That was that they. Well, it wasn't great. It was called My Pokemon Ranch, and it wasn't great. They just kind of <laughs> all hung out in a pen. But then they were like, eventually, just be like, we're all going to stand on top of each other, and it's just like, but why? Like because we can. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like, why is this girl Haley always trying to like get up in my business? This is my ranch, Haley. Get off my property. <laughs> this is my Pokemon Ranch, not you your end Pokemon up like Ranch. That Stantler over there. <laughs> my Pokemon Ranch. Yeah, there was a Pokemon my Rumble Pokemon announced. Ranch. There was there was one. It's called like Pokeland. There's like artwork for it and stuff. Well, not artwork, but there's there's a Japanese logo for it. That is about it. Um, that did it did not come out yet. It was it's only supposed to come out on iOS and Android, so it's only supposed to be mobile. But they might have dumped it after they saw Pokemon Quest. Probably did like the poopiest ever. I'm still trying to figure out this problem that I just created for myself. Like, if you want to do a series of spin-off games, you might want to chop them up. But if you chop them up by generation, you start with Kanto again, and that's a no-no. So you might chop them up like thematically like all of the pokemon that make up like the fantasy core all of the pokemon that make up the mm. firewater grass core and you know like pokemon that would live in a forest pokemon that would live in a castle but you can only do that if you already know that the series is going to be successful enough that you put out more than one title and i i guess this headache i'm giving myself is the headache that all like the Pokemon Company International has, and is the reason, in part, that we don't have spinoffs anymore. Well, I think they're just trying to reshape the way they do spinoffs in general. I, I for one, really enjoyed the Ranger series. I know it's grounded too. Oh, uh, it's great. I think that. Well, I think the Ranger series did something unique as well compared to the rest of them. One, I think Ranger was something that they built from the ground up for themselves. Mystery Dungeon, they definitely borrowed stuff from the Mystery Dungeon franchise, but Ranger was purely a Pokemon game. And they just had somebody else make it with the Pokemon uh, assets and Pokemon characters. And they, I mean, it was done really well. The other thing that they did really well with Ranger was they had integration into the main game. I think if you want mm. to have a success, a successful spinoff game, you need to have some kind of integration into the main game. Uh, like, right. Like, like the Manaphy egg. Yeah. There was the Manaphy egg. There was like, a, there were, there were a ton of events in Pokemon Ranger. There was, uh, not the first, the first one just had the Manaphy egg, which was a really cool one, by the way, because that was the only time that we've actually seen like an egg specific to a species like the anime. I would love that to be in the main yeah. game. Uh, I would love to be able oh, to be like, that would look so good that I, I think it introduces a lot of assets, but I think it would be really, really cool if we got like, oh, hey, here's an egg and it like looks like an elicate on the outside or it looks like a magby on the outside. I think that would be really cool. But, it's not that many assets. Not all Pokemon can hatch true. from an egg. That's true, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think if right now there's just been the long-held tradition of making them Yoshi eggs, and they're just going to stick to yeah. that. Uh, fun fact, Game Freak helped develop Yoshi for the NES, or Yoshi's Island. So they were... Uh, I think it was just Yoshi for the NES, so that's why all the eggs look like Yoshi eggs, because they're making a tribute to that. Well, I remember there being like some episode in the second generation of anime that like all the pokemon had their own eggs that were like could have vaguely looked like the skin of the pokemon yeah oh, yeah mm -hmm. no that's what i'm saying and I, like that's just a lot of extra work to program in and such i don't know if it's that much extra at this point especially when we're making that jump to switch where they're gonna have a lot of extra room 
I think they're at least going to have a lot of extra room unless they're just like, no, by the way, this is going to be Digimon World battle mechanics now. And we all cry. What I'm thinking is the egg already shows the Pokeball it's in. So it might as well have a, like a skin that shows you the Pokemon that's inside it. I think it'd be really mm-hmm. cool. I think it'd be really, really cool just to do that. It would ruin egg locks, but that's such a tiny deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, egg, yeah, egg locks would be ruined. That's what I Yeah. No, so the, uh, the they did have in Shadows of Almia, the other ranger game. I'm just, I'm stuck on this. I apologize. <laughs> they had, they had another Manaphy egg. Um, they had a real Lou that you could transfer over to the main game with Aura Sphere and also a Dark Rye with Dark Void. So Sweet. I know they were like, they were, this is what you need, man. Like if you can get Dark Rye <laughs> from a video game, like if you like imagine, remember how big of a deal it was when they made Deoxys like no longer mythical, essentially in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. That was a huge deal, in my opinion. I think the mm-hmm. even bigger deal is like people are spending the money on the Pokeball Plus just to get Mew sometimes. Imagine spending mm-hmm. the same money and getting an entire game out of it and not mm-hmm. just one Pokemon. Right. <laughs> I think it'd be really cool to get, you know, whatever they can think of outside of Ranger. I don't know what it would be. At this point, I mean, it's not my job, obviously, right? Maybe it's Pokemon uh, Fire, em- Fire Emblem Gotta Catch Em All, right? And <laughs> we we get Fire Emblem Gotta Catch Em All, and <gasps> you can transfer over some boss Pokemon that you all had to beat up together, right? Maybe it's like an awesome, maybe not Darkrai, but maybe it's like Arceus. You fight Arceus at the end, and after you mm. beat it, you get something that allows you to transfer Arceus over to your main game. I love this. I just this. thought of a great spinoff. Okay, I'm I'm waiting Nintendogs for ten dogs with Pokemon. <laughs> Isn't that called Pokemon Ami? That is called Pokemon Ami. No, no, you don't get to bathe Pokemon and Pokemon Ami. You don't yes, get you do. to take them to dog competitions or on super long walks. Well, I guess that's contest. That's the Pokewalker. Be quiet. This is different. <laughs> this is different. Yeah, you're yeah, you're not in the right here at all. I want to buy pre- premium food for my Growlithe. <laughs> I mean, don't get don't get me wrong. I would buy it. I am eyeing that EV Tamagotchi that's going to come out in Japan. But in bits and pieces, we do get all of that stuff in Pokemon games already. Pokemon games are doing pretty well. I I don't know. You need something. You need something like Pokemon Ranger. Now, granted, we can't do that anymore because we don't have the bottom screen to do that with. But if they could come up with a way to make another Pokemon Ranger esque game, I think it would do really well. And, and you, know, you go like, imagine if Pokemon went from being its quote unquote yearly release cycle to going to um, because now we have the Let's Go games that are un- are probably going to fill the gaps. But imagine if we had pokemon going to a quote-unquote two-year release cycle or to a year release cycle right but the other game that comes out is just a spin-off game of some other franchise like pokemon ranger i think that would do really really do well people have all of that money i i so i don't buy too many video games but when i do they're pretty much always pokemon games and on top of that if it's a pokemon game where i can get something from it like if i can oh. If you make a Pokemon game and you're just like, hey, you can get a Shaman that you can transfer over to your main game, I'd be like, yeah, I'm there. Like, sorry, guys. Yeah, people I'm are there. going to do that. I'm yes, going to buy this. Right. I, instead of just buying a $40 Pokemon Plus, I'm going to go buy a $60 Switch game that lets me transfer over a Shaman to my main game. 
right? I will do that. That's what they need. If they would have put that in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, I would have been all over Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Just throwing that out there. I would have 100% in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon if it was like, oh, at the end you can transfer over Latios or Latios or whatever. It, like, it doesn't even need to be mythical. I'll, I'll probably just go do it anyway. That would have especially been really cool in like red and blue. At the end, you're able to like transfer uh, like a Gengar over or something. Yeah. To have that significance. Mm-hmm. I think it would also be really cool. Uh, I think that we can, I want to end it here, but I think it would be really cool if we got something closer to Pokemon Coliseum as well. I mean, we've got Ooh. we've got Pokemon Let's Go, which is like blurring the lines between spinoff and main game now, right? It is a main Pokemon game, but it's definitely not a traditional main Pokemon game. <gasps> How dare you! I know I'm I'm destroying <laughs> I'm destroying the Pokemon community single handedly right now. And, but I think I think in Pokemon Coliseum kind of rode rode that line as well when it was out. Because it wasn't really a mainline game. You couldn't really catch all of the Pokemon in those games. However, they had a really good... They got to tell a unique story while at the same time telling a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they got to tell a unique story and they also got to do something fun at the same time. You give me an idea now. So the last real spin-off game we got was Detective Pikachu. And no. <laughs> now the movie's going to come out and it's going to be less for kids than Detective Pikachu was. So what if we get something that's kind of halfway between Detective Pikachu and Colosseum? That could be interesting. I think the problem with that is you're going to... It depends on how they handle the movie, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it really depends on how they handle the movie. And because all we're going off of right now is a two-minute teaser trailer, I don't want to really say too much about that or make too much speculation. But... If you, they did something, they could they could pretty easily do that. If say something like the main character Tim in Pokemon Detective Pikachu, if he were to like become a trainer again or something like that at the end of the movie, he finally got his confidence back to go and do that. That I can understand. Oh, I'm but not other, saying otherwise, it's I don't going know. to be the same universe, the same characters, but just a concept of a side story. Mm. That is different enough that it doesn't make you want to catch them all. It's fine that just you're just play. in the Pokemon yeah. world and you get to play out a video game that's its own story. I'd be but okay with that. it's not for five-year-olds. I don't have Pokemon. I work a business life. <laughs> Pokemon are all around me. <laughs> what a great game idea. It's a, it's a no, work but simulator, just... but there's Pokemon. Work uh... <laughs> simulator. It's more Jobs like, imagine an action game mm-hmm. right. in the Pokemon world. I'd be okay with that. I would be okay with that. I I would be very okay with that. <laughs> or Pokemon, where you work for the local pound, catching straight Pokemon in the city. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, on that note, we're going to end this topic. So we're going to take a short break, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you for one night only. It's Jushiro. Let's let's make some ears bleed, ladies and gentlemen. Let's dedicate this song, first of all, to a good friend here, Cloud9 and Thatch. So, without further ado, here's my song. Thatch, baby. Slipping eyes, able to yes, oh yes. Been an awful good trainer. 
Dispatch, baby, so hurry up and trade with me tonight. Dispatch, baby, a tundra really on to light blue. I'll wait upon you, dear. Dispatch, baby, and hurry up and trade with me tonight. Think of all the battles I fought. Think of all the Pokemon I haven't caught. Next year I could be just as good if you check on our Christmas list. Thatch, honey, and Oshawott, and really not a lot. Been an angel all year. That's honey. So hurry up and trade with me tonight. Thatch cutie, there's one thing I really do need: fairy seed to help buck up my team. Thatch cutie, so hurry and trade up with me tonight. Thatch baby, and help me finish my living decks with Vulpix. Send your friend code this way, Thatch baby. So hurry up and trade with me tonight. Send your rare Pokemon to me, and hopefully some of them will be shiny. I really do believe in you. Let's see if you believe in me. Thatch baby, I forgot to mention one little thing. Usering, I don't mean quick feet. Thatch baby, so hurry up and trade with me tonight. Hurry up and trade with me tonight. Hurry tonight. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 219, Macargo, the Lava Pokemon. Macargo's body temperature is approximately 18,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Water is vaporized on contact. If this Pokemon is caught in the rain, the raindrops instantly turn into steam, cloaking the area in a thick fog. And despite <laughs> that Pokedex entry, it's still very, very weak to water. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that would be such a cool yeah. pokemon ability for fire types where it's just like yeah not water absorb but it's kind of like dry skin but not dry skin it's just like evaporate that'd be kind of cool what primal groudon does but yeah just for itself yeah that's what i want i want that <laughs> i want that all right so Macargo competitively is garbage so Macargo's <laughs> got a base 50 HP, a base 50 attack, a base 120 defense. That's its only good stat. Base 80 special attack, base 80 special defense, and 30 speed. So Macargo is very slow. He carries two double weaknesses in water and ground. He is also weak to fighting type. He is uh, he's just weak to literally everything. 
the, uh, so if you're running it in NU or PU, you should ask yourself why you aren't running Regirock or Torkoal, because both of those are objectively better. If you're just like, well, it's because I need a fire and a rock type, well, at least, I guess you can have Macargo. That's literally the one situation you're just like, yeah, I got Macargo because I needed Regirock plus Torkoal shoved together into one slot. <laughs> Plus, it kind of looks better than both of those, although in a dorky kind of way. Yeah. I, he also does get a couple of good moves in that, one, he gets Stealth Rock, but I think both uh, both Torkoal and Retrorock already get that. Uh, he does get Will-O-Wisp, which I'm not sure that Torkoal actually gets. And he uh, he also gets a support move in Memento, which I don't believe either of them and, get. Yeah, and Pain Split, too. He does get pain split for that whole fifty base HP that he has. Right. <laughs> this is hey, that just means he'll heal up all the way most of the time. Yeah, most of the time he'll just do that. And his defense, his special yeah. defense, doesn't help out at all because mostly if he gets hit by an earth power or sneezed at by like a scald or something, he's gone. Give it an air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Or a Pasha berry. But if you if you <laughs> really you imagine this lava snail hovering in the air with a balloon and dropping onto a Pokemon. <sighs> the mental image is so great. If you are adamant about running Vicargo in the PU tier, you could do so by slapping 248 HP EVs into its HP. You can throw an 8 defense for fun and then 252 special defense just so you can survive long enough to maybe do something. Uh, he does have Stealth Rock, so you can get that Stealth Rock advantage. He does get access to Lava Plume, which not a lot of Pokemon get access to. Uh, he does have access to Ancient Power as well for additional stab, and he does have Recover. Uh, he, his ability, is the only one that you should go for is Flame Body. Don't try Weak Armor. Don't be that person. <laughs> um, and no, I believe please Ma- try Weak Armor. I think Magma Armor is the same thing as Flame Body, so... <laughs> no, actually not. Magma Armor is far worse. It is, uh, you can't be frozen. Well, Flame Body gives you the 30% chance for a burn. So definitely do that instead. I think you are contractually obligated to nickname it Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket. <laughs> Hot Pocket. The, uh, the Macargo. Hot Pocket. Man, I miss those commercials. I'll burn you alive. <laughs> About obesity. All right. So that is, that is Macargo competitively. I don't know why else why you'd want to use it. It's, uh, it's good for helping you hatch eggs if it's got Flame Body or Magma Armor, though. Which are its two standard abilities. Its hidden ability is weak armor, which you shouldn't even run ever. So, yeah, there we go. Pokemon. But it does have two good TCG-wise. Yeah. Macargo is really good. Uh, it has a normal card that came out in Celestial Storm. And it has the great ability Smooth Over, which is once during your turn, you may search your deck for a card, shuffle your deck, then put that card on top of it. That's really good in combination with cards like Zoroark GX. Where you can basically just draw whatever you need from your deck whenever mm-hmm. you need. Yeah. So it has been seeing quite a lot of play, uh, either as, you know, a two Slugma, two Macargo core, or in a lot of gimmicky decks, because this is a substitute for, you know, important cards like Tapu Lele and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and Macargo GX came out, I think, in Lost Thunder, or, or it was Sun and Moon or something. I think it's Lost Thunder. Uh, and it has the ability Crushing Charge, which is once during your turn, you may discard the top card of your deck. And if it's a basic energy card, attach it to one of your Pokemon. This is really good in Fire Decks, which is what Macargo is, because, uh, it, you know, uh, Fire Decks run a lot of basic fire energy because that's what the whole mechanic around the energy type is based around. So you 
can accelerate energy this way. Lava Flow discards any amount of basic energy from this Pokemon. This attack does 50 more damage for each card you discard in this way. So another way to discard fire energy and then bring it back from the discard pile later. And this is an interesting card because it's GX attack. Burning Magma GX lets you discard the top five cards of your opponent's deck. And if you use this like in expanded and this I think you could run this in a way that makes milling a viable strategy. Because you run normal Macargos and then maybe one Macargo GX just for the GX attack. And you discard your opponent's deck with, you know, like, with also Houndooms and such. Houndooms to discard the Team Rocket's handiwork to help discard, stuff like that. That's all for the expanded format, though, right? Because that wouldn't work in... Yeah, I, th- I, I think Team Rocket's handiwork and Houndoom EX are rotated out now. But uh, yeah, in Expanded, it could work. Uh, I think it could also work in Standard if you put the right finesse into it. There's not, There aren't too, too many discard cards. Uh, maybe Delinquent could help. Yeah, I could totally That's see all that. I got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Macargo. That's Macargo for It's you. good in the TCG. Macargo is also... Uh, it's with Skarmory as a Gen 2 Pokemon that people thought was a Gen 3 Pokemon. It's one of the right. Things. Also, Zatu, right? Uh, I don't know if Zatu is or not. I, I totally thought Zatu and Lantern as well. Lantern, Lantern's not even catchable yeah. in Gen three. What are you talking yeah, about? No, where is you Chincho? can catch Chincho underground underwater? Yeah, really? Yeah. Yes. It, wow. So I played the Gen three games before Gen two. So I thought those were all Gen three Pokemon, and they were some of my favorite Pokemon. Good. But you have like, good taste. Upon in retrospect. I realized that Gen 2 Pokemon are one of the best releases of Pokemon designs, and Gen 3 was the bad one. <laughs> well, not bad, but, you know, not as good. I mean, you get stuff like Ludicolo and stuff. <laughs> Macargo was such a favorite that it was it was included in every game since its release up until Pokemon <laughs> Black and White. Good for you, Macargo. People liked you good enough. You. <laughs> People liked you just enough. Macargo is... It's like a Pokemon you put inside a volcano because you can. Macargo is currently the only rock-type Pokemon evolving from a Pokemon that is at least not partly rock-type. That's interesting. That's good to know. I know, right? A similar trait is shared by Dustox. (laughs) Oh, yeah, with poison. Yeah, yeah, with poison. Macargo had its sprite change in crystal from gold and silver. In this case, its shell is slightly edited, making it one of the few Pokemon to have three different sprites in Gen 2. Wow. What? What? Cool. Uh, yeah. His shiny used Gripping to be like... Gripping and fascinating. I know. His shiny used to be way cooler in Gen 2. It was blue, and now it's just like purple, uh, pink. So, poor Macargo. Macargo. Poor Macargo. Poor Macargo. He's just, he's just not having the life, let me tell you. Not having a life. I always imagine he has a mustache, but it's not really a mustache. It's more like drool, I guess, coming out of his mouth. So it's yeah. kind of like Ramos's mustache. Yeah, kind of like. Ramos. Oh no! Wait, who's Ramos? <laughs> um, <laughs> the buckle memes. Yeah, there we uh, go. I got. I fit it in. I fit it in. There we go. Put right, that on your bingo your card. Bingo card yeah. cards. Yeah, right. <laughs> the bingo card. There it is. That is going to be it for Macargo, guys. We're gonna we're gonna kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. Good enough. 
And as always, <laughs> we'll be reading, giving out the Green Taurus badge to anybody we think is worthy. You get the 2018 Green Taurus badge roll that is soon to be retired because 2018 is unfortunately almost over. Do we give out the 2018 yep. one on the next episode when it comes out on hmm. New Year's Eve? I think what we'll <laughs> probably do is just make a new badge with a slightly yeah. different shade of green. That's not as obnoxious. Just for that one guy. <laughs> Yeah, so I think the next episode is your last chance to get that badge. So definitely write in a mailbag for it. Yeah, we're going to turn off the color, though, for this one. So (laughs) No. Yeah, we are. Slightly different shade of green thatch. We're turning off the color. (laughs) We're turning, well, we're turning off the color for the 2018 one. Okay, that's what we're doing. Oh, okay. That's fair. All right. But send in those emails to pucklepodcast at gmail.com if you haven't already. That's what this part of the show is about. You can send an email to us, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Typically, we'll have a prompt. Last week, since I wasn't on, I'm pretty sure, though, that the question was, what remakes uh, do you want to see? Or what's your favorite remake? So we're going to go ahead and get into those. But next week, if you want to email us at... uh, Pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We have two mailbag questions. One, did you get any cool Pokemon stuff for Christmas? Because this will be post-Christmas. And then two, did you... Uh, um, what what Pokemon spinoffs would you like to see? What kind would you like to see? Would you like some comeback? Would you like to see some new ones? Let us know. Pucklepodcast at gmail.com. But without further ado, let's jump into this email from Old Man Tup. Do, do you want if you want to read it? Yeah, I'll read it for you. Go for it. Um, okay, let's see. <clears throat> Dearest Puckle co-hosts, I've been listening since about September when my occupation changed. My wife and I have our own cleaning business. I want to thank you guys and gals for helping me through the day when I am cleaning our commercial clients. Now that is out of the way, let's talk about remakes. I'm inclined to instantly say Heart Gold slash Soul Silver, as they are probably the best Pokemon main series titles. However, I'm going to go with Fire Red slash Leaf Green. I started playing in the Red Blue era, so this was such a nostalgia pop for me. I played the crap out of Fire Red. I think I maxed the timer at least twice between training up Pokemon and breeding. As far as what I expect to be the next remake, I'm going to be a dreamer and say a remake or sequel to Pokemon Snap, with a Switch being mobile, or possibly even a mobile slash cellular version. I think this would be a great addition slash remake that which Pokemon slash Nintendo could make a mint. This is also a title that I think could pair up with similar features that are currently available in Pokemon Let's Go, Flash Pokemon Go AR camera. Features as well as some Pokemon needing you to physically move would acquire would be interesting. With so many more Pokemon than what existed in the original Pokemon Snap, I think this could be a lasting title that could have Pokemon gradually released into the game. Thanks for the read, and thanks for the amazing content you create. Yin's use Brighten My Work Week. Sincerely, Old Man Tup. Woo! Uh, so, by the way, Old Man Tup is also one of the coaches in the gba the uh, global battle association is that what it stands for uh, i think it's so he coaches the pittsburgh piratitas right piratitas that is correct that is so correct. cool so just a nice shout out to him pirate oh that's really cool so like i i hear he said a lot of things about uh remakes but the only thing that stuck in my mind is that he said something about the switch possibly being mobile or even a more even a mobile cellular version of the switch and i don't want to be that guy but that's not going to happen I, I no, think he's it, just saying yeah. the Switch is mobile, so you can use Pokemon Snap on it, and you oh, can yeah, even have a version for your cell phone. That's what he's saying. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm totally down with that. Actually, mobile mobile Pokemon Snap sounds like the best best game that could ever exist. Right? <laughs> that actually, I never mind. He was so right. 
I thought he was talking about a <laughs> switch with like 3G, and I'm like, that's not it. well 3G. What year am I? Um, I think he was talking about a switch with like cellular data, and I don't think that's going to happen. But and I can say. Uh, if you know market prices of games have any indication of how good they are, mm-hmm. Heart Gold slash Soul Silver definitely win because they still go for about fifty five bucks. Yeah, no, they've they've gone up. They've been going up. I think Platinum is near near there, but it definitely is uh, Heart Gold slash Soul Silver. And whatever the new games are, they stick at forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Emerald's about thirty because of all the Japan ones they remake and such. Um, hmm. And black, white, black, white too. They stick around forty as well. It's actually sun and moon went down to about twenty. Because yeah, because <laughs> it's ultra sun, ultra moon now. Yeah, I can believe that. Well, because ultra sun, ultra moon are the same game. They made a really big mistake with those, in my opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. they shot the resale value of sun and moon. In well, the they they took the uh, they they t- yeah. Well, the thing is, like before in Gen six, you had f- we had four games, right? We had Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. And then we had X and Y. And all of those are different experiences. Quote, unquote, different experiences, right? But mm-hmm. with yeah. Sun and Moon, they were just like, oh, same game again. Here you go. Yes, no one who comes in, like, buys a 3DS for some reason and thinks, oh, I want to get a Pokemon game. No one is ever going to buy both Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon once they find out it's not a sequel. Exactly. It's the same game with some additional features. Whereas I did see several people buy one of X and Y and one of Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire mm-hmm. when they were just getting into Pokemon or getting back into Pokemon in Generation Six. Yeah, I don't think there's a reason to buy. I don't think there's a reason to buy Sun and Moon now. I, I think they literally you can't sell Sun and Moon now. There's no reason to have Sun and Moon when Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon exist. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are the same game plus some, and they're just better overall. Right. I, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think Sun and Moon adds anything to to your collection if you have Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which is really sad because I would I would even argue having Diamond and Pearl while having Platinum maybe gives you something because Platinum's slightly different in I, yeah, almost more ways. Yeah, it's different enough. Like I own Emerald, but I decided, yeah, I found a used copy of Sapphire. I want to check it out. Exactly. I think those are. I think there's enough differences between those. But I think in Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, there just aren't those changes. Not, none of them that I think right. make it worthwhile. Like the story is not different enough. At least in Emerald, you get this really because co- in Ruby and Sapphire, you get this really cool. Oh man, there's uh, something weird going on here because I can only catch Groudon, I can only catch Kyogre, and I either fought Team Magma or Team Aqua. And in, all, and in at least Emerald, they're just like, oh, here's like a cool way that they are both evil teams at the same time. It, it, it's just yes. it's a much different product, a much different story. And I think it's just not handled well in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Yeah, I think the thing is, if you go back to Sun and Moon from Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, it's not difference. It's just Yeah, exactly. Less. Exactly. And no I, Mantine surfing. That, I mean, that's, that's about it. Like, it, yeah. it's... The it just, Rainbow Rocket episode, the the cool sunglasses from the Battle Institute, exactly, and, and I, extra and, Ultra Beasts, and stuff. and they fleshed out they fleshed out the encounter with Sogaleo and Lunala. They fleshed it out more, mm. which is just yeah. it makes a world of difference. <laughs> I guess the only thing is like you get Lusamine absorbed by a Nell Ego. That's the only difference. I think that's the only redeeming factor of Sun and Moon over Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which is yeah. probably one of the creepiest. Uh, 
like moments in all of Pokemon. Yeah, and there's but also one artwork. of the coolest. I'm more upset. I, and I will say this until the end of time. I'm just more upset that we didn't get quote unquote like RPG boss battles in Sun yeah and Moon with the Ultra Beast with the Ultra Beast and even at least with like Lusamine being absorbed right like it could have been like a really mm-hmm. cool like battle against this giant nil ego it's something kind of like what we got with uh, Alternate Krasma. Yeah. or like a, a Brock gets stuck inside of a Stockataka and it's a raid boss called Stockabraka Stockabraka. Does the artwork exist for that yet? Where it's just like a bunch of Brock faces on the bricks? Or Brock's hand is trying to get out. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Somebody stop these guys. Oh, that's my job. Stop, guys. Yeah. Stop. You cut it out. Okay. I'm bringing some full house back into it. Cut it out. All right. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thank you for the email, though, old man Tup. And if you guys want to email us again next week, letting us know what Pokemon spinoff games you would like to see or what you got Pokemon-wise for Christmas, send it to us at PucklePodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about it and talk about it on the show. So we look forward to seeing you guys next week. So before then, though, if you want to go and do some awesome stuff, first of all, we put out some extra shows every week. Not on this feed. Oh, go ahead. Wait, Thatch, we need to give him, let's give uh, Old oh, Man Tup the Green Tauros oh, badge. I, I I assume that was was already happening, but it is official Old Man Tup. You get the Green Tauros badge. So come to our Discord and we'll uh, he is on get, our get Discord. That to you. He is on oh, our Discord. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I'll, yeah, we can just give that to him now. Yeah, cool. and so uh, if you guys want to get more Puckly goodness during the week, every Thursday we put out an extra show. You can go ahead to uh, our Puckle Plus feed and get some more of that, whether it be Game Corner or TCG Cast. Uh, Puckle Live is going to be making a comeback in January, so be, definitely catch that if you can. Uh, Puckle Live will be there, and hopefully Puckle Battlecast. I'm hoping to get that on a good schedule at some point in my life. So we're going to go ahead with that. But if you also want to go ahead, you can send us a... You can also check out some more cool stuff by going to our Discord, like Scrawn said. And you can also catch us on Twitter at Puckle Podcast, Facebook, and also on Reddit. You can find all of our social links in the show notes. If you want to help support the show, there's a couple great ways you can do that. One, you can come to Twitch and hang out with Yashiro, myself, and now Orange Avenger. You can come and hang out with us at Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, where we just play different versions of Pokemon and we hang out, we have a good time. And you can help support the show by using a Twitch Prime subscription or even by just donating some bits. We'd really appreciate it in any way you can do so. Check out our YouTube. We're going to be putting up some battle videos here in the near future. We're working out a new workflow. So once those are up, you can check that out as well. That's Puckle Podcast on YouTube. You can also check us out pretty much uh, if you would, if you want to help us out. Go to our Tee Public store. You can buy a t-shirt. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you guys can go ahead and do that. And then we can also you can also go ahead over to our Patreon if you want to support us more directly, patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, and get in on some of those tiers. We're hopefully going to be doing it, running a promotion over there here in a little bit where if you sign up, you get some extra goodies. So definitely be on the lookout for that. So we are going to cut it right there, guys, and we are going to catch you all on the flip side, but that's not the ending for this segment, so I already messed it up. But I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Zakron. And I am the fluffiest one to good. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
As always, we here at the Puckle Podcast would like to thank our patrons for making everything that we do here possible. So let's get started. Let's thank Viger, Christian, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Nick, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude Nine, Justin, Kevin, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Louise, Wade, Daniel, Traby, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtack, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Michael, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph Walther, Inferno 235, Alex Ray Snyder, and The Real EV. Thanks, guys, and have a good Christmas and holiday season. I'm thinking that this Saturday, if we can work it out, we should swing an episode for you guys, do a live show. I'll post that on Patreon here probably this week, and if you guys can make it out, we would appreciate to see you there. We can do it, and it'll be the renewal of Puckle Live on the Puckle Plus channel. So we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.